Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome to Bangers and Mosh, the podcast for heavy music. We're your hosts, Jimmy Daz and Defa. Hey, hello, boys. Hey, sup, 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 sup. Hello, hello. Yeah, good, 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 good. <laughs> so today, <laughs> you fancy your boys up for another top tens? What are you saying? Yeah, yeah. Up for yeah. Tennis, mate. why not? So today's episode, <laughs> we are joined by Liam, aka the Death Doom Metalhead. Um, so Liam runs a killer YouTube channel of the same name. Um, we'll we'll link you up uh with his channel in the in the episode description. And he's also the guitarist of UK Death Doom band Consecration. So I think it's fair to say Liam knows his shit when it comes to Death Doom, doesn't he? Absolutely, mate. Yeah, and we all love a bit of death doom as well. So this will be the right time of year. Oh, absolutely, mate! That uh, cold, dark evenings now, the autumnal feel during the day. Yeah, it's it's perfect. Um, There's not many YouTube channels. I'll be honest, metal YouTube channels out there that I really watch every video when they drop. But Liam's is one that I definitely do. Yeah, it's a regular man for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so after the success of our sort of top ten gateway albums into death metal and also into black metal that we've done, Liam is going to give us his top ten albums into uh, gateway albums into death doom. So, um, it's kind of a a genre that has had a massive boom lately. Do you reckon? I think so. I think the last, I think the last couple of years really. Yeah, it's I think it's. Off. I, I, think I think it's been more out there in the in the eyes of people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it'd be really interesting to see uh, to see what Pixie's got because I'm sure there's going to be I'm sure there's going to be some good shit in here. So yep, on we go with the show. Liam, the Death Doom Metalhead. Liam, thank you very much for joining us this evening, dude. Uh, how's it going? All right, mate. How are you? Yeah, man, we're all good. Stoked to uh, stoked to be having a chat with you, dude. After all this time, big I'm proud. I'm proud to be on here, mate. I'm very proud. Big fans oh, thanks, of your man. channel. Yeah, we were just saying beforehand. Like, there's so many, there's so many YouTube channels out there dedicated to sort of metal and record collecting and stuff. And I dip in and out of a lot of them, but yours, I always make a point of making sure that I, I watch because there's so many recommendations on there that. I'll listen to it and then I'll message these two and I'm like, oh my god, have you checked this album out that Liam was talking about the other day? It's fucking sick. So it's uh that is the whole that is literally the whole point of it. There's no goal apart from that. That's that's really cool to hear. Yeah, sometimes I just watch it and I'm just like, oh what a lad. Look, he's got flesh rot. I knew it had flesh rot. The problem is it's also the challenge of getting in there before other people do, because there's like a community of YouTubers. And you kind of also it's a little bit competitive sometimes. You think, oh, yeah. I'll get that one in before someone else gets. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am a little bit conscious of that. Obviously, that, that isn't the goal, but there is a little bit of that. You got to play the game a bit, haven't you? you know what oh, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to because once someone else has shown it, like who cares if you show it? It just becomes <laughs> yeah. a show and tell channel, you know. And that's not that's not what it's about. It's about promoting underground music, and so people check it out, support the bands. Because I'm in an underground band, and that's you know it's mostly the only way you can get promotion nowadays. Just do it yourself. Mm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, mate. Like, I mean, like, there's so many bands out there now, isn't there? Like, the scene is absolutely oh, it's a flooded. It's, it's, like, it's insane. I mean, I haven't played too many gigs this year, and there already is like 50 or so new UK underground bands I've never even heard of. <laughs> yeah, they and then they're all decent up. as well. Like, they're not like average, they're all really good. So, it's really cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's that that's that's the thing, isn't it? We're all at the end of the day, high tides raise all ships. So, you know, we're, we're all yeah, out. Not my fucking bank balance, does it, Jim? So, <laughs> no, mate, you're sinking that's quicker sunk, than mate. the Titanic, mate. You're not going to be out on the streets. You're in the game, mate. <laughs> hey, we, Daz, we'll, we'll, we'll build a CD house, Daz. We've got enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the dream so liam we have got you on because when it comes to death doom you are the guy that we go to right if i want if i'm in the mood for some death doom i'll check out your channel i'll watch some recommendations and i'll uh, uh and, and i'll go from there i wanted to ask you quickly before we get into um your sort of 10 gateway albums into the genre um mm. Has Death Doom always been? Uh, it, I was saying in the intro before. I, it's I, to me, it feels like it's become a lot more prevalent over the last couple of years. Um, has has this always been a thing? When you, if you go back to sort of Paradise Lost and Anathema and um, My Dying Bride and bands like that, w- were they classed as Death Doom, or have these newer bands taken elements of their sound and blended them into death metal? So to me, and the way I discovered it was you go from a doom band and they're obviously you play standard chords, you do it in 4-4, it's slow, down tempo, you drag it out, you know, you make a riff last a minute longer yeah. than it could do and you get, and then you class it as doom. But then when you add the guttural vocals and the odd death metal riff into it, it then becomes death doom. Because you can have the flip side where you've got doom death where the band is primarily completely slow really dirgy and slow no death metal blast beats nothing like that but the vocals are guttural yeah so that you kind of i guess that's how you tell two apart and for me like my dying bride paradise lost all that kind of thing they set the benchmark for that yeah because at the time my research and there's no there's a few other bands obviously from around the world but primarily that style was very new Mm, yeah because if you listen to the really early uh my dying bride or the really early paradise lost it's just a straight up death metal album. Yeah. There's yes. no yeah. doom in there at all. It's yeah. Just yeah. Raw, kind of thrashy. And it's just raw, you know. And then as albums have gone on, they've slowed it down. My Diamond Bride brought the clean vocals in, then Paradise Lost did. And, you know, and then you have a whole different style. So, yeah, I think it's it's been around for such a long time because it depends on your influences as well, how mm. you start as a band. So if you want to become a black and death metal band, you have to have a certain sound to become like that. Or if you want to be a deaf thrash band, you have to have the guttural vocals, but play thrash. So it is just mixing two genres together, really. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's because it's, it's a very new thing to me. Um, death doom. Um, but it feels okay. like it's the genre over the last couple of years that, I was never really a Doom fan, but this style of mixing it with death metal has really like captured me. And I think it's the same for you boys as well, isn't it? Like Doom was never your thing, but this, uh, the the more aggressive, heavier start side of Doom has what's captured you as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, man. The do- natural Doom, like Liam was saying, that's slow paced. And it's like the same chord going on for minutes and minutes. It's like, just fucking play it. Just fucking get on with it. I can't deal with that. Yeah, I can't deal with that. But uh, yeah, adding it with death metal, I think is it's a no brainer, man, especially for us. Oh, it's funny because you say that it's a new thing to you guys. But for mm. me, when I first started out doing it, there was no bands doing it in like my local area 
or eight that I've heard anyway is the odd one, but like it's become really, really popular the last yes. five or six years. Like, yeah. yeah. Every new band that comes out has a doom element to it now. Yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> it's really weird but it's really cool because oh, like, I love it. It, don't get me wrong yeah. it's brilliant for me but not my wallet but yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're all in that same boat man <laughs> so let's get into it then Liam so anyone looking to get into Death Doom these are the 10 records Um, so hit us up with your first pick mate what, what are you uh, what are you handing so someone I have gone with the mighty My Dying Bride I'm going to show it to the camera so you lads can see it oh fantastic mind. But Like Gods of the Sun is the album I've chosen by them as my kind of gateway for this band. Because like you say, with the doom element, it's really hard for some people to let go of that fast riffing. Mm, because yes. that's all you know. You need you need your groove. You need your up-tempos. You know, going slow doesn't seem normal to mm. most people. Whereas this album, it has that doomy element to it. But the songs are really catchy and melodic. And there's more singing in it than the death metal stuff. So it's not their heaviest album for like Death Doom, shall we say, but it's a good starting block because it has the Doom elements in there and it has the heavy death metal riffs, but the nice. vocals are sun in a clean style. So it kind of gives you that kind of easing into the style of music you're going to yes. hear in the rest of these albums I pick. But that's, I mean, this is a great, great, great album. There's so many classic songs on there. You know, I don't even know. I haven't listened to this for fucking months and I can already hum it in my head, you know, <laughs> imprinted in my head. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be my first go to album for anybody trying to slow down their music. That's cool because they're a band that um, they've got such a massive discography. It can be a little bit daunting. Um, I really liked the last album, but I've not gone back um in delve deep into their sort of discography so it's turn turn loose the swans is that the theme is that the sort of classic That's the, like the the pinnacle of right, say okay. uh my dying bride because you've got the violins you've got the death metal-esque vocals but it's more again clean sun it's got the heavy breakdown riffs but i mean to me that's a hard album to get into if you're starting mm. out i would never say that's a gateway album into death doom because it has got some like weird instrumental bits where it's really slow so a lot of people won't even like that you know and it's got some weird instrumental stuff so whereas like gods of the sun it's more of a it's a stupid way of saying it more of a poppy approach to it because it's got hooky yeah no that's that you can sing along to yeah that's yeah because i went in on turn loose when because you know when you read like top 100 doom albums mm -hmm. you must hear so i was like right I'll, I'll listen and i just couldn't get into it but this sounds more like it might be my sort of thing it's a little bit it's a similar into. style of an album but you, you, you're getting born you get more out of it songwriting wise I'd say. cool yeah all right wicked yeah all right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i'll check that out um album number two mate what's uh what, so what have you got number two obviously if you've listened to my dying bride you probably have to listen to paradise lost oh, you yeah. can't have one without the other game. oh yeah. shades of god which is what weird hour. because you know yeah and shades of god is the choice i know you can see it can't you <laughs> 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 so how did you, how did you guess that I'm waving in the camera. <laughs> but yeah i mean this album for me i mean it was the first one i ever heard by them because i discovered my dying bride and i thought oh i need more music like that and then obviously Paradise Lost is the obvious choice. Like you can't have one without the other. And this one for me, it's hooky. Again, it's it's not overly heavy death metal-esque death doom. It's more just heavy, doomy, 
but also really melodic, very catchy, almost yeah. like a poppy kind of approach because it's written very simply. Like the last track, As I Die. Oh, As I Die is I a mean, classic banger. It's a classic, yeah. but whoever wrote that was like, that must have done them like in five minutes. They must have just thrown that together and gone, there you go, yep. as a song. And then everyone's gone, <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. And yeah, it's just it's such an easy album to get into. And it's one I've listened to probably the most, apart from maybe Draconian Times, but. Oh. I would never class that as a Death Doom album. No, no, oh, no, no. They no, progressed no, no. by that stage, hadn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally different ballpark. So that's why I picked this one because it has that death metal esque in there. Yeah. But again, because it's a gateway kind of t- top ten, it's not their heaviest by any stretch. So yeah, that that's that o- that opening track on there is Mortals Watch the Day. Oh my yeah, god, it's a belt banger, absolutely banger. Belt it's yeah, really man. cool because we did a show. Um, I think it was earlier this year where we each gave each other an album that we'd never heard before. Um, and Defa gave Daz Shades of God. Um, because I think this was around the time, Daz, wasn't it? You started to really warm to doom metal, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 And I so did. like... It was good. I enjoyed my time. Yeah. And as I as I die, I think um, really that that was like a sort of a cliffhanger into where they go with Icon. Like you were saying, Liam, it's really poppy. Yeah, yeah. And then Icon really uh, follows on from that. It's weird, isn't it, how they've gone from like ultra death metal to that. And then they went Depeche mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, then circle Death Doom again. <laughs> yeah, circle yeah, right back around. Can do that. And now they're releasing separate projects now to kind of tailor make that kind of Depeche mode sound. So it's just weird. But, yeah. That sounds great, that host project. I'm really. I haven't I'm, checked it out yet. I'm oh, I'm really like, looking nah, forward to that, man. It sounds uh, sounds quite dark. Out. Yeah, I think I think you might like it, mate. When when it when it drops, if it's got Greg or Macintosh on it, it's gonna be uh it's yeah, gonna be decent. It's gonna be good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, man. Um, right, album three, mate. What are you round three? Got? So we're getting a bit heavier, getting a bit naughtier. So, <laughs> this one, <laughs> this one is November's Doom. An American band, and this is their album Apophic, which is probably their most commercially popular album to me because it's got all their hits on it. So these guys are the blueprint of My Dying Bride and Paradise Lost all in one. They're like the American version, so they have that kind of American sound. Cool. Their early albums, especially, are very dirty, really heavy, really guttural. Like Paul's vocals, he sounds like the Cookie Monster on steroids. It's, it's oh yes, you know, you've got to <laughs> love it. You know, it's soft. <laughs> but this 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 one is it's a bit more intelligent on the songwriting. There's more hookier riffs. It's got bigger choruses. It's the guitar tone. I think they're in drop A. I think it is for this. So it's really fucking Jeez. massive, big balls tone. Yeah, it's massive. Strings it's wobbly, also, mate. It's well the... written. It's not. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it's it's not just like chuggy riffs. It's it's is more to it than that. There's lots of melody in there. Then track four, what could have been, is with um a duo with uh that lass who was in the gathering. What's her name? The oh, Dutch lady. Anna. Something. something cor- yeah, you know I know. I mean, don't you? I know who you mean, mate. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. She's got a really unique voice. So there's a one where Paul sings clean on it, and she sings with him, and it's a really nice chill out track. Really, really catchy but nothing to do with Death Doom, but it's just like that little doomy kind of element to it and the kind of gothic-y vibe. And, um, but the song I check out is probably my favourite. It's probably Six Sides. That's just... Oh, Six Sides. It's, not, it's just it's filthy. Absolutely filthy. Did, but, yeah. did, did they did they predate Paradise Lost on that, or were they... 
They actually started around the same time. I think their first album I have back there it came out like ninety three, ninety two. Okay. So they, like I said, around the world, you, you, people say, "Oh, my dying bride, the peaceful free," and mm. that started it all. I think it's just because they were the most well known. Yeah. yeah. But there's so many bands, and one of them I discovered was November's Doom, and you go through their whole catalogue, you start again, really heavy, almost doomy, funeral doom esque. So, Defa might not like it because it's got a lot of repeated riffs. <laughs> 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 and then you go, you go further and further into their discography, and like, and then they're not easy albums to find. Bizarrely, they are. There's a few of them you can find because they got signed to Candlelight at one point here in the UK, so you can get those ones pretty quick. But like, their newer stuff is again quite melodic, but still has that kind of My Dying Bride esque blueprint. But yeah, nice. well worth checking out. November. We've got note. I've got my notepad out here, mate. I'm sure. I think definitely. Yeah, I'm writing them down. Yeah, I'm writing them down, mate. Scribbling all these. I said Daz the list, and I thought I shouldn't have done that, so I have changed that list. So Daz probably won't know. Maybe one. Yeah, I. Oh yeah, I was just like, ah, I bet I won't look at that for a few days, and I'll probably forget a couple of them. (laughs) (laughs) Right, November's doom. Cool. Um, right, album four, mate. What what have you got for us? Everyone, I would imagine, already knows this one, but it's one that really sold me into the Death Doom style, and it's one that can kind of, if you're a Fresh fan, a Death Metal fan, it kind of caters to everyone, and that is Asphyx's last oh, one on Yes! Earth. Absolute monster of an album. I fucking love this album. The artwork yep. was the only reason I ever checked them out. The band logo, I love. The vocals are totally different to any other band like Van Drunen's vocals nobody sounds like him and if they do they're copying him so that's <laughs> you know what no. this we say it a lot uh Liam with a lot of new death metal bands he's his vocal influence is so massive yeah, yeah, yeah. there's so many bands now where you're like that's got some Van Drunen in it that's yeah. got some Van Drunen in yeah. it yeah the amount of times we've said that yeah new, yeah but it's just a thing now with any new band now I mean you'd be hard pressed to find an original band anyway doesn't yeah like another band yeah asphyx yeah. for me are one of those bands is they are a deaf doom band but they don't play the, the way you expect deaf doom to sound they have a thrashier approach it's catchy it's simple mm. it's heavy you know and like this one is very thrashy i mean like the title track was the main reason i fell in love with the band because it's just a stompy horrible riff and his vocals, you're like, what the fuck does he sound like <laughs> sounds like he's in pain <laughs> it, it is where you going back like well, um, one of my favorite death metal albums ever is a uh, consuming impulse pestilence and his vocal performance on that it 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 literally sounds like there's something escaping his body when he's <laughs> when he sings it's it's absolute man that he can do a set like that and it's like how do you talk I mean, and he talks afterwards and doesn't sound nothing like that you expect him to sound like that <laughs> yeah <all the> time. <laughs> <laughs> but no and it's a band and especially this album i mean all their albums maybe some of the middle ones are a bit iffy but for the, the van Drunen ones especially like especially the newer ones every single one of those last four i think it has have been yeah. absolute solid they don't change yeah. anything they keep the same style i think paul the guitarist i think it's his name his riffs you know they're always really catchy really simple you know easy to get into and it's a band you know if you've never checked them out you, if you're a fresh fan or a death metal fan, you, you're going to get something out of them easily. Yeah, I really like that um, simplicity of riffs. That's really yeah, where... you can hum them and you can remember exactly. Them, can't you? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, you, sometimes if you, you write just a riff wanna... like that. You're laughing because you've got money there, haven't you? But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
I really want to see them live. I've never seen um I've never seen They're us fix. Incineration Fest, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, next year. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah next yeah, year, yeah. yeah. Oh god. That's the early bird tickets have already sold out, and it's the weekend I've got my oldest son, so it's like, unless I drag him with me. <laughs> oh mate, I we were saying uh, the other day, weren't we? We're not sure we're gonna be able to make that one either. Um because I, I never I never get to go to it. Every year the lineup's announced and like that. Nope, that's another one I can't go to. <laughs> um there is Necropolis Fest though, mate, which uh which is the week com- after which is coming up the week is that after the one done by the vacuous boys yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i think i might be going to i did ask them very nicely if i could play it but they turned me down so i was like oh well come well man we'll hang come along anyway and we'll, well uh... i'm gonna go anyway i'm gonna go oh anyway, sick oh yeah we'll be there Coffee yeah Mulcher we're playing, there you know, yeah Coffee yeah yeah Mulcher playing yeah right, yeah. Under gang. yeah we're there decent yeah, yeah we'll, we'll all hang out that'd be a lovely time um disgusting time yeah, man. So album five, Liam. Whatever, what you. Right, we're moving on to wax now. We're moving Ooh, on to wax. Nice. <laughs> Even though the people who listen to this can't see that, I'm showing the lads some wax. So we can guarantee it's there. This band, this band is a mecca of Death Doom to me. Like when I first heard these boys, it blew my mind. And that is Dizma with oh, Towards the Megalith, their mate. only album. I listened to that literally the other day because of your <laughs> because of your video that you put out you the know, other everyone goes mental when you show this. Like if you even own this in your collection, you get people <laughs> privately message you going, Where did you buy that? Where did you buy that? It's like, <laughs> Where else would I have bought it from? eBay, obviously. <laughs> but yeah. It's an iconic album. Like yeah. they're a band that was formed by mem- former members of Incantation and Evoken by memory. Mm. And they're, oh, they're, they're part of that scene where I don't know if you know the history of that that band incantation. A lot of those guys that started that band went off and did all sorts of iconic, yeah. like Grand Bilal's Key and black metal scene. They were in incantation and you know, all, excuse me, all sorts of craziness. But that album is the only one that exists. It's got the kind of Candlemas s kind of riffing, where it's really simple, single note hits. But then you've got this insane guttural vocal and then you've got this kind of incantation-esque kind of sound, obviously, because it's got former members of it. And it's just, it's so catchy. Yeah. Like every yeah. song on that album, I can remember like every riff. And that's quite rare, especially with like newer Death Doom, where they kind of all merge into one almost nowadays. This one, I mean, I think it came out like, I can't remember now, 2011 maybe. And it's just an, an amazing album. And again, another one with the artwork sells it for you. Oh, you even yeah, it looks like a great artwork. Yeah, the yeah, artwork's yeah. phenomenal, man. Um, <laughs> they've, they've put out a new EP this year that's worth checking out, but I still don't think it is as good as that. When was that? When did that get released? When did it drop? Which like, one? Back in the, the day. The one that, no, that the, one. I think it's 2011. Record. It's not that old. Oh, yeah, cool. 2011. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go. He knows. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, no, no slow, boring riffs to be found there. No, no right. you've, got, you've got Dirgy-esque to it, but it's because it's such a... It's a death metal album, but slowed down. Yeah. So, you know, once, like I said, the Gateway albums, you kind of build from the kind of poppier stuff I've shown. You're getting a bit heavier and a bit heavier. Mm. And that that one to me is like, you know, if you're a death metal fan, you already like it. You already know about it. But it's got that doomy, dirgy-esque to it. It's just oh, it's fucking awesome. Right, that's gone in the notes. That's sort of an... Um, you can hear the influence of that in bands like Temple of Void and stuff, can't you? It's that... Um... 100%, yeah. I mean, they're all kind of influenced, I'd imagine, from the... Um like Candlemas style, because if you listen to Candlemas and then you move over to that, if you gave 
Candlemas, a death metal vocalist, it probably would sound like that as well. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. It's just it's just little nuances you can hear. Really simple riffing, but it's just oh, love it. That's really rare uh vinyl as well isn't it i mean I, mate your your video honestly your face when you sh- you it looked like all your christmases had come at once uh, man. i, I was... can't tell you how many years i've been waiting to pick it up because i remember <laughs> when it first came out and i was that was before i was collecting i was living at my mum and dad's and i lived a, sh- I shared a box room with my brother and collecting was just cds mm. and because back then i think well it been like i don't even know how old it was but postage abroad was not not a thing in my world i was like oh that's dangerous i can't do that <laughs> and i never bought it and i regret it regretted it and then when i got older and got this house and my wife and i was like i'm gonna start collecting again i wonder how much that costs and then it broke my heart when i saw how much it cost <laughs> and then I just luckily i just found it and yeah i got i got it and it wasn't a lot of money and I, the guy even messaged me on instagram saying oh i'm a big fan of yours I was like, oh wow thanks <laughs> oh, oh wow, wow. That's that's amazing yeah yeah, yeah yeah that was really weird he was messaging me saying i think you just brought my album didn't you and i was like that was me yeah 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 <laughs> wow really, really good yeah he did me a massive deal on it so I'm cool really really daz i hate to break it to you daz there's no what? cds of it mate i've been looking <laughs> is that what you've been doing the last time? I've been looking. I've been fucking. Yeah, there's nothing it's, there. Honestly, it is rare as a CD. Someone was telling me they bid on it. It went for about thirty notes every time. Wow. It's, it's rare as hands, mate. It is insane how me and popular Daz are on it. Is. Me and Daz are fucking on it, mate. I'm having it. <laughs> <laughs> you sold it. I've even listened to it. You sold it to me, mate. <laughs> you can buy the EP though. There is the new EP, which is a yeah. I'm gonna check that. That's worth checking out, yeah. and I think Aesthetic definitely UK still has copies on Discogs. Defer if you you, you want to buy one now before Lovely. it, because if you buy it from the states, it costs like four, 30 quid. I think with the postage, it's ridiculous. Yeah, postage out. is insane from the states yeah. now. It sucks. Yeah. So that's uh, D- Dismo, wasn't it, Liam? D I S M A is the band, isn't it? D I S M A. Dismo. Okay, sick. Uh, right. Okay. What is it? Is it album six? We on now? Yeah. Number six, I'm not even keeping count, so do apologise. So this yeah. one is totally different to the last one, but it's an album that for me, anyone can get into. It's I love this album so much, and that is Tiamat's Clouds. Oh, oh I've Tiamat are a band that I've heard since I got into metal way, 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 way back in the in the in the nineties, and I've never checked them out. So. They're they're a Feeling funny band right. because yes yeah they are a band that have changed their style drastically over the years and then mm. they stopped making I think they've made any new music for a long long time they're a Swedish band and their early stuff is pure raw Celtic frost like death metal yeah and then you've got Sumerian Cry which is like a almost like an entombed style death metal so you know easy to get into and then this one comes along. And it's got a gothic-y kind of vibe to it. It's slow, melodic. I mean, the song I would recommend to anyone to check out is The Sleeping Beauty because it's such a simple riff. But the chorus and how it plays out, it's just so easy. And you'll be humming it and singing it in your head for days. And that was the only reason I got into this band, through that one song. And I, I kept humming it and humming it and humming it. And then in the end, I checked them out properly. And uh, yeah, it's an I, it's, it's a ten out of ten album for me. This is I, I could listen oh, wow. to this back to front all the time. It's an amazing album, and it's been repressed lowly, so it's easy to find. Um, yeah, 
an absolutely iconic album so if no one's checked this out which i'm surprised i mean you know music is subjective and a lot of people don't know other bands you know because there's so much to choose from but this one i would have feel most listeners have probably already heard a track from this band at some point because i think the next one is wild honey which is again totally different to this one that's the album that rings a bell with me yeah 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 and i, I wasn't too keen on that one it and looks then... like they changed their uh logo as well on that album I think so, yeah. I mean, this one's got like the upside down crosses on it, and you've got the bat wings on it, and all that kind of thing. And I don't know what the the raven on the cross is all about, and the bird in the background, but (laughs) it is just a great, great album. And I love it to death. I I really do. Like, if I could take something to a desert island, this would be one of them. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. Well, that's no higher uh, recommendation than that. Definitely they're, worth checking that one out. They're one of them bands that I remember seeing on like um the original Headbangers Ball back when yeah. Vanessa Warwick presented it all them all them years ago. And Tiamat were one of them bands. They they're very they're early nineties as well, aren't they? I'm sure they They are. They, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That was ninety two, that album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, they were called Treblanka or something like that, or Treblinka before they became Tiamat. And it's even rawer, like it's, you know, proper full-on death metal. So amazing, yeah. Well so so many of them bands that just change their. I suppose when you're playing music for that long in a band, you you can't keep playing the same stuff. So it's that's why a lot of those early '90s bands, I think, went through different phases and fads and fashions ones. come and go. And because I read the book on Finnish death metal. I don't know if you guys ever checked that book out that came out, I think, last year, I think. And a lot of them that changed their style from thrash to death metal, then they got bored with death metal and then experimented with other styles. And it just seems to be a Scandinavian thing. Yeah. Because that band is exactly the same. Like, their newer stuff sounds like typo negative. Yes. Oh. completely lost me at that point. I was just like, what? You know, it doesn't sound <laughs> nothing like I thought it was going to be. It's all right, but it's, it's nowhere near that, you know. I remember seeing um I remember seeing Gorefest on um See, that's he- one of my favorite death metal bands that is. And they tra- they drastically uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember going it's into death metal. Yeah, Tower Records <laughs> and buying one of the later albums after hearing False and Arrays and I was like, What what is this? I was like, This ain't yeah. the band that I heard on <laughs> Yeah, you really you really had to gamble back in those days before yeah. streaming. Look, we've like roll of the dice, mate. <laughs> it really was, man. <laughs> Going in fifteen quid down the Swanee quicker than. <laughs> <laughs> they are one of my favourite death metal bands, Gorefest. Oh, I love Gorefest, man. Oh, I like. Lo- it's. Why. I think it's because they've just got that head nodding. Easy it's to listen so, to, it's sensibility. So heavy and over the top, and it's just great. And I like Finn Lizzie as well, so I probably appreciate yeah. that. I like those weird albums, you know, I've got both of them. And yeah, but like False and uh, what's the other one? Mine Lost, they're amazing albums. His vocals are so powerful, man. Proper cookie monster on steroids. That <laughs> yeah, they really are. <laughs> they really are. Um, so that was Clouds, yeah, TMAP. I'm going to scribble that. It was. Clouds, TMAP. Right, I'm going to scribble that down. Um, we'll be hitting you up uh, over the next week, mate, going, oh, my God, I can't believe I hadn't listened to this album before. <laughs> well, I hope you do, because that is literally that. I do that when I listen to I've been I listened to that black metal one you recently did, and I was like, oh, oh, sick. I've been really on a black metal kick recently, and I've been like taking in as much as I can, because it's a genre like you guys are talking about, it was one that I really, really struggled with and it mm. just suddenly clicked this year. And I think I've actually brought more black metal this year and received albums, you know, and checked out more albums out of black metal than any other genre this year. Oh, wow. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, just don't know why. It's just like kind of works for me now. 
Yeah, it's great. It's great for this time of the year as well. A bit like, is, bit yeah, like yeah. Death Demon and Doom, and this time of the year kind of works with that sort of. Yeah, yeah. to Emperor in the summer just doesn't work. Doesn't no, it, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it, <laughs> it really doesn't, man. Uh, oh, I'm glad you checked some of that out, man. Ryan, oh, Ryan's, do, man. Ryan's the man. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ryan's yeah, the man when it comes it's to a that. Strange guy. I never heard of him before, so it was really cool to kind of hear his picks because it cost me an arm and a leg. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I try and ignore that bit. I just just put them on my wish list and then wait for them to go down in price. <laughs> Mate, you can't take it with you, can you? That's uh, that's, that's the way true. we look at it. So you know, you enjoy it while you're here, isn't it? So, yeah, um, seven, I believe we're on now. Number, number seven, seven, mate. Yes. No, yeah. This one we're getting a bit we're getting a bit raw now. We're getting a bit naughty. Like I keep saying, <laughs> so this one is an album that may may divide people. I don't know, but for me, it's it's a amazing album that is catatonia's dance for december souls another so, band i've heard of catatonia not... have a massive discography mm. yeah yeah and a lot of their latter albums i just cannot get into and won't entertain and they're not my thing and they're definitely not deaf doom anymore by any stretch you know they're their own their own little proggy kind of opef style genre now yeah but this one i mentioned black metal because this kind of has that black metal element to it and I think this is their debut by memory. I think it is. And it's just the three guys in it. I think there's only two of the original ones in the band that's still on this on this album. Yeah. So the two, I can't remember their names, the singer and the blonde hair. The guys in Bloodbath, those two. Oh, sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forget their names, but they're on this album. They're only teenagers when they wrote this. Bloody hell. And they're, you know, a Swedish band that it's my dying bride sounding. But it's got this real heartache in the vocals. It's like a blackened, screaming kind of growl vocal style. So it's not guttural. It's like kind of, you know, Emperor when he goes clean. Yeah. Mm. You can hear this. It's like that style. Yeah. And it's just, it really draws on the emotions and the riffs are really slow, really melodic. There's some fast elements in there, but it's more the melodies and it just, punches you in the gut and it's just it's again another 10 out of 10 album for me this 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 and the one after they did they did one with michael akenfeld the next one as vocalist oh wow i like that one yeah i like that one which has got like the the dead raven on it or the dead crow on the cover i can't remember what it's called now i remember like all my mates like the black metal leaning ones that were actually like massively into that and yeah yeah. album and that yeah, well, the, this is predates that. And that's got the uh, bass player for Bloodbath as the vocalist, in, who is the vocalist in Catatonia. That's him singing on this. Oh, cool. hell. But he's only a teenager. And it's just well, a young 20-year-old, at least. Bloody and yeah, hell. it's just an amazing album. Really melodic, really slow, really doomy. But it has that kind of blackened element to it. With it especially with the, the, there's a lot of reverb in there. So it kind of gives you that kind of cosmic, frozen kind of feeling to it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's what I mean. That, that's, that's that's the money sound for me. Yeah, like, that is that it. In a nineties yeah. album, I'm all over it. And this came oh, out absolutely. Ninety three. This came out through Peaceville. So, if you took the wow. logo off of that album cover as well, that's got a real like gothic, yeah, uh, it, new, honestly, yeah. like new it. romantic kind of feel to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the yeah, yeah. back has got a skull on it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Good lads, have got to stay on brand somehow, yeah, yeah, haven't keep they? Keep it heavy, mate. Keep it heavy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, again, if you've never checked that out, especially though earlier Catatonia, the first two, that one, Brave Murder Day is called. Yeah, that's, that's it. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, that yeah. Looks sick. Those, I love those, that as well. Those two, because the second one has got Michael Ackenfeld when he's doing his real guttural vocals. Nice. And that, that's another banger, that one. I love that one as well. Are but they a band? First one. Are they a band, Liam, that sort of went in the same way Anathema did into their own? I think so. I mean, a lot of them have. You even like My Dying Bride as well. They went really gothic-y and the same with Paradise Lost. I think it's just, mm. if you have a career that spans 15, 20 years, yeah. and you're all musicians that like to explore with your music, obviously mm. back then you wouldn't have changed your band name and do another side project like everyone else does now. You just kind of do a different album, put it out and see how people would like it or not. And I think it's just them the same way. Again, the Scandinavian as well, where they, you know, you can't be angry forever, can you? No, so you've no, got to go full goth at one point in your career. It's like new Metallica is soft as, you know, whereas the early stuff is like all balls, you know, they're not they're not angry anymore. They're all recovering alcoholics and yeah, you, <laughs> you know, millionaires. And... Chill, you chill as you get older and stuff, don't you? And you, you mature and yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting that all of those um sort of earlier death doom bands they all sort of have the same career trajectory in in terms of their sound the way they, they change as well and... they, they also look at each other and think oh if they're doing it why can't we do it yeah mm. yeah it, there, there must that's... Be that vibe to it. <clears throat> there's definitely some of that in there 100 percent. like if they yeah if if they can if they can i wonder did they see the first band that did it and thought well they no that no one's disowned them so let's. Uh, we wanted to try that, and now they've paved the way for us to do it. So I think it was Paradise Lost that made millions doing that uh, Draconian Times album to the point where they were getting on private jets and stuff like that. You know, that's how yeah. popular that album was. And then one second think... dropped after it and was completely different. That's hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> it, I love that album for what it's worth. But um, yeah, yeah, it no, it's totally different, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's really interesting to see all of these sort of bands have that same sort of uh sound trajectory over the years it's really sort of fascinating mm, mm. great band though i love catatonia especially the early only the early stuff i mean i can't remember there's another one with them on a train track with the album cover it's got like a bluey kind of color to it i can't remember what that one's called that one's all right but that's not a death doom album by no stretch that's just a pure gothic doom album what so, was the name of that one there, Liam? Sorry, you said? That one I just showed you. Yeah. Uh, a Dance of December Souls. A Dance of December Souls. Okie dokie. Well, I'll scribble that down. That sounds that sounds perfect for this miserable fucking oh, weather. Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah. If it's raining outside, it suits the mood perfectly. <laughs> it's always fucking raining at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, so... yeah, I know. Pissing down when I went home, yeah. <laughs> we'll get that on. Um, what are we on? Eight, eight album eight, eight, I think, aren't we? Number yeah. eight. Right, number eight is an amazing American band that follows in the Catatonia influence. They kind of have the same style. And I think they've even toured together at one point. And that is Daylight Dies. And this is the album Dismantling Devotion. Right. Daylight. Now, this is a, another 10 out of 10. We'll take this to the grave kind of album for me. Oh, amazing. Oh, it is perfect in my eyes and my ears. <laughs> it, it's just... Oh, where to start and with this in band? my soul in my soul so i actually have the privilege of actually playing with these guys at a festival i will brag about that on oh amazing well. like I, oh nice i met these boys in portugal when we played i don't know i can't remember what the festival was called but they were the backstage and i was hanging out with them and i was like telling them you've you're a massive influence on me and they were like oh yeah it's great cheers thanks yeah and like, <laughs> so awkward <laughs> <laughs> like you were talking about ken earlier that was exactly the same thing like the singer was like getting all red and he's like why <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
God <laughs> damn it, why? Stop punishing why? me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself. No, but like this album is like amazing. It's it's proper melodic. It's got two different vocal styles. So the singer is the guttural guy. He does all the heavy, big bollock kind of guttural vocals. <laughs> the bass player has an amazing singing voice. And he has this really like you close your eyes and just chill out kind of voice, and he I can't remember his name, but when big bollocks comes in swinging, big, again, yeah, you know, oh, <laughs> fucking hell. I love you know that's the best thing about Death Doom is you can have a real nice mellow section and then it just mm. hits you in the face with like a fuck off big heavy riff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Love every moment of it. It's brutal, and these guys have it all. They've got the double kick, they've got the heavy death metal riff, and the guitar playing is amazing. Like I can't remember his name, Burn or something. I can't remember his name, but he. Is an amazing lead vote like guitar player. All the melodies and all the stuff he does on there, the harmonies. It's just, I mean, I absolutely love this album. Like the best track on here for me is "Solitary Refinement." If you look that one up online, it's slow, melodic, and then there's a a um, what they call it, instrumental at the end called "Dismantling Devotion." Yeah, and I think that's been used on so many different soundtracks, videos, and stuff like that. Oh wow. It's so clever how it builds and how the harmonies build, and it's just it's just amazing. Absolutely oh yeah, amazing. just looking at that's got about four times as many streams as any of the other tracks on the yeah, yeah, yeah. on the it, record. It, it's no vocals on it at all, but um, it's just uh, absolutely. I think O'Rourke is the name of the bass bass player who does the clean singing. Him and the drummer have put out an album this year. I think it's called MMX something. And they've done a project with like other singers. It's got Aaron from My Dying Bride in it and all sorts. So they're still doing music. Oh, amazing. So this this came out in 2017 and that's their last album. They've got three albums or four albums, I think. And this is the fourth one. And they're all put out through Candlelight. So you can get these cheap as chip lads because they nice. are oh, nice. UK label. So that's what I love a good UK label. You I've can got... get a bargain, mate bargain but like love bargains this this album is absolutely iconic for me like i can't stress how awesome this is especially like this time of year where the leaves are falling off the trees and if you're sitting yeah. i don't know if you work from home like i do sometimes yeah you can just look out yeah. the window and i live like near the woods and stuff you can just see it and it's like yes right put this on and it just does the trick does the trick lovely non non-music nerds might not understand how your environment really can add it or ma- shape the way you listen especially to especially like for me when i was getting into funeral doom like uh, it was another genre of like people expect me to like but i used to think it was shite for absolutely <laughs> years like, i was just like so boring but there's certain bands i've discovered that kind of have that death metal style in it and but you can only listen to it at certain points of the year yes i mm, tried agreed. to listen to yeah. that one with uh oh, what's it called astra something or other with the person on the snowy plane and you got the background with all these gods or something on it. I can't yes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Probably yes. done through 20 bucks spin, I think we put it out. Yeah. But if you try and listen to that in August, it just does not work. It does not do nothing for me. Like, And I can't get through it. <laughs> but if I listen to it now, works a treat. Yeah, it's it's a massive it's a massive thing. Um, and so th- this is the perfect time to be doing this <laughs> this episode. Exactly. Like, well, yeah, 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 it's really cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's the start all the music. You, you, it's the same with black metal though, as well as you know you you can only listen to that. Some people will probably argue the toss about this, but you have to have a certain condition to listen mm-hmm. to certain music. Yeah, absolutely, okay. fully agree. It's just a, a given. Yeah. Um. 
Right, album nine, mate. I think we're on nine. Now. Number nine. It's gone quicker than a four. Yeah, flying for a man. Right, this band, a Finnish band, probably most people have heard of, and again, another band that have a wealthy discography of albums that are all great. And it's not really a weak one or one that sounds different from the other. But I've gone with Swallow the Sun's uh, Ghosts of Loss, which I think is their second album. Awesome. Which came out... Uh, no idea. This is 2018, but I know that's dead wrong. I think it's 2005, I think. They get on your stats straight away. Look at that. How do you do that? I don't think Dan's looked up. He's Stat just man, fucking been he? cracking on. You're gonna, <laughs> oh, he's I'm, spending I'm, money that he don't have, man. He's you can't hear his keyboard mate. rattling as he's burning no. Be- 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 Bez- <laughs> Bezos is sorting me out, lads. He's doing a good job for me, man. <laughs> Bezos. <laughs> But this this <laughs> this album is amazing. Like the, the first album was one I heard. I can't remember what it's called, but that was like I got like a shed on the cover or something. The morning never came. There you Just go. At, the yes, yeah. I like that album a lot. But this one was a bit of a step up in the songwriting, and the songs are way more memorable for me. Um, I mean, you got a bird with the tits out as well, which helps. <laughs> I was going to say that's a tick. Yeah, it helps. It's always a tick. <laughs> Bit of nudity, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this one's got like, uh, what was it uh, forgive her? That's such a miserable song, it's so bad, <laughs> like, it's so miserable. Like, for me, like, I, <laughs> I, I discovered my dying bride when I got dumped by my girlfriend at the time, and I wanted a band that summed up my feeling sorry for myself and yeah. you know, being sad. And that song, forgive her, fits that vibe as well. Like, if you've just been dumped, you're like, oh so unfair <laughs> that song it just it, it works for that situation perfectly you know but there's other classics on there like the giant uh psychopaths there's probably the heaviest one on there for riffs it's pretty death metal riffy but his vocals i don't know if his name timo or something like that i'm assuming his name's timo probably not but um it's just he's got such an insane guttural vocal style. It's in, it's mad. Like you talk about Gorefest, he's in the same ballpark. But then oh, he goes into an amazing clean singing voice instantly. Like he can switch between the two like that. Like it's instant. And you watch him live; he does it as well. You know, he can go full on guttural and then bust out his amazing singing vocal. My fa- all my favorite Death Doom has got clean vocals in there as well. And yeah. another thing. Clean guitar tones as well. Death Doom do clean guitar tones better than any other genre. I hate doing it live though. Oh yeah, it must be a <laughs> it, it must be a ball. Like do you switch because in between? You get a really nasty distortion sound, and it's gated, and you've got to make sure it doesn't. It's not feedback loads. And then as soon as you try and change it to clean, you've got to have like loads of pedals. Where I have to anyway, I have to tap dance my way to get to a nice clean tone. <laughs> you know, some people obviously use a bit more better tech, but yeah, yeah, I agree with you 100%. You can get those real dissonant chords oh, over yeah. a guttural riff, like with someone yep. growling over it. We do that in Consecration, where you play a simple power chord, and then you just pluck some clean notes over it with some echoey <laughs> reverb. And oh, God, and that is it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that is... Worm that is, do that a lot. The, he, the guy in Worm does that a lot. Like, that I noticed, is, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, Dream Unending as well, uh, an absolutely yeah, yeah. majestic clean guitar tone have you ever listened to the band disembowelment yes um yes that's all comes from them all yeah that style comes from them when yeah. we chatted to um phantom from worm he uh, that was one of the albums he was like adamant that we that we had to go back on it like you're saying it, i think it all 
they were one of the very first, weren't they? Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They that came out in the early nineties, I think, or late nineties. I can't remember when, but yeah. Um, Swallow and the Sun are still. Uh, they released an album last year, didn't they? They did. They're still mm. going strong. Yeah, Moonflower, I think it's called. Yeah, Moonflower. Yeah, I remember I the, I remember the cover. Yeah, but... I haven't. I haven't listened to it, but. Their newer stuff is pretty much the same as the old stuff, a bit more softer, maybe a little bit. But you know, they they did an album where it was three separate albums on one album. So oh wow! They, yeah, it's weird. They did a three disc album, and each disc was a different style. So they had the friendly disc. I, think, I can't remember what it was called, but it was all friendly, kind of poppy, rocky, kind of doomy stuff. But it was more exce- like really accessible music, like like Catatonia new stuff and then they had a kind of doomier with a bit of death metal in there and then the third disc was just straight up no holds barred brutal death doom but Is the it... cover's got like a lady on it i can't remember what it's called now but it, it was a weird album because it's got three separate albums of their style of music songs from the one. north that's it that's the one yeah one yeah, two yeah. and three oh, i'm adding that three is just it's like brutal and it sounds nothing like the other two and then the first one is really soft rock and it's just a weird album because you can, can put whatever mood you're in they've covered you <laughs> do you think it's weird as well Liam that a lot of these bands have songwriters who can tap into a pop sensibility who have the skill to be able to write music of that style as well it's they're obviously extremely talented well-trained musicians songwriters in this genre it seems to me i would say it's probably more than maybe what they've been brought up with because yeah everyone's the... obviously been into death doom from the start like i'm the same i'm a new metal kid when i started out mm. and i fucking have nothing to do with that anymore <laughs> and it doesn't reflect in my songwriting maybe i don't know but like those guys obviously they're coming back from a probably a pop background like the Beatles, it could be anything, couldn't it? Yeah, well, I yeah. think of a lot of it's the eighties. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you tap like, into that kind of first chorus, yeah, first chorus, mate. You know, and you leave it, you know, and then you can dabble into it a little bit and pluck out certain styles of it, like especially with the clean stuff they use, you know, the melodies and that kind of thing. Yeah, it seems to, it's it's funny how a lot of them all are able to to write big shimmering poppy moments. So. Oh, that's that's a yeah really really cool thing um right album 10 mate album number 10 and this is yeah, a take us album, home. but this is a gateway album for me and this is probably the one that i noticed when it came out a lot of people then got into this band whereas before you know only like the diehards would love it and that is hooded menace <laughs> yeah because this is easily their most accessible album they've ever made yeah yeah and it's nothing like their other albums. Like vocally, it might be, but musically, nowhere near. Especially in the guitar writing. Like, yep, yep. This was actually produced by um, the guitarist in King Diamond. I can't remember his name now. Andy LaRock. Andy LaRock. That's it. Yeah, yeah. He produced it, and you can. You wouldn't be surprised if he's actually on this in some way. You know, like the way it plays and the solos. Now, it, yes. it took me so such by surprise because I've been a massive fan of these boys for years and years and years. Like they're probably one of the early ones I discovered because mm. they they were influenced by Candlemas and Candlemas are massive for me. So I instantly checked them out as soon as I said, "Oh, we're inspired by Candlemas." And every album's been slow, ploddy, thick, heavy, dirgy. And then this one come along and it's like upbeat 
It's got a new wave of British heavy metal style to it. Yeah, almost. yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah, it's incredible. Shreddy guitars album. on there, and yeah, oh, it's just amazing. And it is, I noticed a lot of people, especially in the YouTube scene, when I did my videos and other people were showing it, they were saying, "Oh, I've checked this band out, and they're amazing." And then they've gone back and checked out more Death Doom because of this. Yeah, you know, because it's such an accessible album. Like, I'd be surprised anyone who's into kind of extreme music to a point wouldn't like this album yeah yeah um, no what your leanings are you know i mean the cover is amazing as well oh, i think the, the cover is a grade a example of having wicked artwork to bring because i remember there was so much buzz about the record before it even yeah. came out because of the artwork it's weird as well because their first single was like eight minutes long <clears throat> yeah which is unheard of for a single because it cost a fortune to even make a video for that let alone <laughs> do all that and it's like it's just insane but you know this band do it and they do it really really well and i yeah i love this album to death and it's probably my favorite by them actually yeah so, it's oh, easy to that yeah yeah it's easily I'm, my so, man it's, got... it's just it's too it's too catchy you can't yeah forget i mean i'm humming it in my head now and i haven't listened to it for bloody ages and, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm putting that on after this probably on the way in, yeah. if, the if you add in some king diamond style riffing and soloing into death doom fucking weird. It, yeah, how yeah, can yeah. you miss but it's mad how it sounds like that and it's produced by him as well but they reckon he didn't play on it it's just like he must have done you can hear the <laughs> you can hear his influence on the solo unless he's like, pointing out i'm going go there go there play it there do it yeah there. yeah that note there done it, bend it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. i'm not telling you what to play but play this <laughs> Uh, um, that is an, an iconic album for yeah. anyone who's getting into Death Doom. 100%. We all we all had it quite high up in our top forties last year, didn't we? Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. 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 Um, of course, Lee, there is an eleventh album we need to speak about. Um, it's by a band called Consecration. You might have heard of them. Um, the album is it Sinis? Is that how you Sinis, pronounce it? It is a Latin word. Yes, Sinis. Oh wow! So this dropped June on Redefining Darkness. How? Yes. How was your sort of reaction to it being? How how has it done for you guys? So it's we recorded it such a long time ago. We did it pre-pandemic, and I think even slightly into pandemic, we were finishing it, and we wrote the songs. Oh God knows how long ago now. When Andy joined the band, so that album is a real transition for us, and it's made it really easy to win people over with our style of Death Doom because. Prior to that, we were playing a funeral doom style for a little while and it was just all going to shit and we weren't happy. <laughs> and then Andy joined the band because Jordan, we kicked him out. Um, <laughs> Fuck off. To anyway. it, it, it got to the point where it's just like, you, you know, I don't know if you've ever been in bands, but if someone's holding you back from your hobby and yeah. everyone else is yeah. like, fucking hell, I'm really miserable because of that person. Yeah. Just get rid of them. It's the right thing to do, there. man. Yeah. Yeah. In any it aspect, wasn't, of it life, wasn't anything. Way. It wasn't anything to be horrible to him. I think it's just one of those situations right, that you're clearly not enjoying it. Yeah, you're making it harder for everyone else. Yeah, and then um, so we did that. Got Andy in, and then we spent about a year writing with him. And he's an amazing guitar player. Shits all over me. And it, it, it's one of those things where that album came together really, really quickly. And the feedback has been like you said, it's been really, really positive. Like surprisingly positive from my point of view because. I feel most people probably checked it out to start with maybe because of the whole social media thing I do. 
you know, and I wouldn't be offended if people say, oh, yeah, I only heard of it because you're, you're doing the whole Instagram thing. And Mate, you're probably the same. How, yeah. Yeah. However you get your word out there, it doesn't but that matter. Is, that's the only way it would seem to work. And in my head, I was like, I need to do something social media wise because none of the other lot like doing it. They're all miserable, you know, old, angry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you look at the other guys in the band, none of them use <clears throat> social media at all. Old and angry. Yeah. They, they hate it. And <laughs> it is a ball ache to do. But I, I hear you, man once you start pushing it and you push it and you push it you you get some results eventually yeah and yeah getting the redefining darkness label was amazing that was a massive plus for us because Mate, that's massive they're like such a well-respected label we're lucky in and... a way because at the time we had a management who um who were sadly now leaving because we can't afford to be with them anymore because obviously with the rising costs of everything hobbies have to yep. stop but they are the ones that kind of pushed the album out sent it out to all different labels and we actually had a response from nuclear blast which Holy was massive shit. you know we we weren't expecting that and they just said you know the production isn't good enough for us which is completely fair because <laughs> i wouldn't say it was for them either and they said you know your, your social media isn't quite there for how we work with bands and it's like yeah but they the fact they even listened to it yeah was massive you know and then redefining darkness like yep I'm all in. Sounds like my dying bride. I love all that shit. Oh, amazing. And I was like, wow, okay, wicked. Because before that, there was only one label interested in it. It was this, I think they're Romanian. And they were literally like, even their website, I was like, I can't even use it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really disheartening. Like, we put all this money and all this <laughs> yeah, yeah. great songwriting to us into it. And then there's fucking some bloke in Transylvania that's not into it at all. <laughs> <laughs> you've got seven mates who might listen to it but apart from uh, yeah, that yeah. like <laughs> in his castle yeah it's like... <laughs> which is yeah, yeah, Cal yeah. Darkula <laughs> <laughs> oh that's going back but yeah it, it was it was it's amazing and yeah and like everyone who's been checking it out and then who bought it and yeah it's, it's just been really cool the only thing that we're lacking is gigs to get get it going but again that's another whole different ball game because these days to get the, the bigger gigs you have to have a booking agent yeah and that costs money and we haven't got any money so <laughs> you've got a gig coming up december the third though haven't you in we have in london gigs. yeah 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 so that gig is with elder seer who we've played with oh god knows how many years ago and barry i still speak to barry and it was it's really cool because their band stopped and they're more of a um folky kind of doomy band you know, but in the death doom genre, but more in the folky kind of Viking esque. You probably laugh I hear this description because I don't really know, but <laughs> from what I remember, like they they're they were really good, but very slow, very melodic, very miserable, and they were great. And then they were playing a show and we just happened to message saying, Oh, can we jump in on it? And they said yes. So we're all happy about that. But ne next year that the goal is to try and get as many gigs realistically as we can. Like, uh, not just throw away ones you know, yeah absolutely yeah 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 like a like a good support slot or something would be really well yeah we've really been big, fortunate we've, for... we've supported like valenfire esoteric uh daylight dies like i mentioned earlier uh alcest played with those boys oh wow great band as well yeah that was a real eye opener <clears> that so i didn't know who they were and then i went backstage and come back out and the room was fucking full like full couldn't yep. move and i was like okay, these are really popular. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched their set and I was like, okay, fair play. 
Yeah, we yeah. um, me and Def, I saw them a couple of weeks ago supporting Cradle of Filth, and I swear to God, my soul left my body at one point. It was like it was transcend. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking weird, isn't it? How how much atmosphere they create for such oh, little fuck. lads as well. They're tiny. Incredible, yeah. mate. Yeah, incredible. So apart from gigs, um, so I mean, I guess the, you know, you said the you've written these songs a little while ago, Liam. Have you got new stuff? Have you been working on stuff for our future releases as we well? Have. Yes, we have. Because that is probably the most fun we have as a band is writing music. Yeah, yeah. Like you can rehearse to the cows come home, but after a while, it's just like you do it with your eyes closed, and yeah. we're pretty much there now with that with that album especially. We played it to death. Can't play the old one, but the new <laughs> one definitely. But within we've wrote I think four the the in blueprint, so they're there. And they're, they're very much a crossover into Sinner's style, but maybe a bit more adventurous in the riffs. Because I like, and especially Andy, try and push ourselves to try and write more, not complicated, but more challenging riffs without just using bar chords and yeah. tremolo picking, which is always the safe go-to kind of style riffing. You know, you just kind of hit on the third string, the third fret, and just like chug away. Yeah, we're trying to write more catchy, more melodic, and it's weird as well because Andy hates My Dying Bride, whereas I'm a massive My Dying Bride fan. But he writes <laughs> really, really good My Dying Bride riffs, and he, <laughs> and he hates when I tell him that. It's like you're writing My Dying Bride riffs, and he's like, I don't even like My Dying Bride. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, new Whether album. You like it or not? Off on one, but yeah, yeah. But new album wise, it's it. Yeah, it's coming on really cool, and we've done one literally last night and i kind of on that if you see my instagram on the story i don't know if you saw that when i announced that gig yes that riff is from that new album oh oh cool i'll see yeah i try and sneak them in there now and again because none of the other lads do it so i kind of do it i kind of just put them on story so they'll disappear after time but you know some people if they're interested can hear it and if they're a fan of the band they'll go oh i never heard that riff before but you never would really guess anyway because it's a mobile phone recording so you, you couldn't pick it out really so yeah, no, I'm excited. Excited for the new album, especially. Wow, that's awesome, man. Well, dude, let us know when it drops, and uh, you can oh, we'll always be. welcome to join. Come on and uh, and have a chat with us about it, and we'll do our do our bit oh, to to help you plug it and stuff. So, too kind. Thank you very much. All good, man. No worries, man. Well, Liam, it's been an absolute pleasure. We've got some uh, listening homework to do over the next week. Yeah. Death Row, especially, he's written a fucking essay while we've been he's doing this. Yeah, I'll yeah, he's bought it out mate. on eBay yeah. already, bidding as we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be coming up on Instagram soon, mate. Yeah, no, yeah. Are, yeah. yeah we'll be tagging you in loads of posts. <laughs> Wicked. So, um, yeah. Um, Liam, we'll link up your uh, we'll link up your channel in the in the video description because I've no doubt you've got your album of the year shows lined up for the next. I have, I have, I've got a big old spreadsheet. I, I've realised I've got about nearly eighty releases this year when I went through my list, and I don't know how, but that does happen. <laughs> I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fucking criminal. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. When I when I read it back as well, I'm like, what the fuck? Oh. But yeah, so I've got that, and I've got I've already highlighted quite a few, and I imagine most people would have already picked these albums. I'm I'm hoping I can slip in a few more that people haven't heard. That's nearly impossible these days because yeah, social yeah, media yeah. now, yeah. everyone's yeah. heard of yeah, every yeah. band now. Yeah, but yeah, that'll come up, and then I'm. A new year. I'm I'm trying to organise a stream with the other lads in consecration because we are quite funny, and <laughs> it'd be nice to do like, to this kind of vibe, you know, where we're just chatting shit yeah. and that kind of yeah. thing. You know, we yeah, do yeah. all the time. And I think I should, if I could just record 
it might not be suitable i don't know but like it it would be good to see people see the other side of the band you know and get involved mm. and talk you know so i might try and do that at the end of the year as like yeah a, man a, a year, year and a half in the life of consecration that would be uh <laughs> there <laughs> we go yeah. <laughs> dave <laughs> <laughs> Straight to UK gold, yeah. <laughs> Straight to UK gold. We'll we'll hit them up, see if they'll uh, see if they'll put it out. Yeah. Once again, Liam, thank you so much, man, for doing this. It's been, oh, been a thank you, lads. It's been, I've been really looking forward to this. So I really appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah, and we'll we'll for sure do it again. Um, yeah, we'll be back very soon with uh with our first episode of our album of the year shows, which we're absolutely buzzing God. for. But yeah, until then, party on dudes. Party on, dudes.